Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. I'm about to put Yachty on top oh, yeah, of this beat here. Right. Beats one, we're going to let this record run real quick. Uh, yeah, hey. Lucy Ducey, the jokes on you, I didn't grow up the boosie. All I care about is feeding my family and getting out of that camera. I'm in the bands and I'm getting a Bentley. I'm reading text from last night. She said, I love how you bent me. I just bought a Benz and it said, please tempt me. You want to buy it, but you can't. So you're renting, you'll take it back in six months. If there's no denting, 7K for the VVS white diamond dentals. They say, Yadi, yeah, you that with the jingle bell rap. I'm cool with that, because every look at my jingle now fool with that. I finger roll the ABA in. Top floor penthouse where I'm staying. I grew up watching Even Stevens. Now, Steven ain't nearly as evening, but I want to thank you for the entertainment that evening. Yeah, we all laughed at you. Because we all know you. All right, welcome back. Another episode of Grounded Pound. This is episode 20, and we got a little bit of a spooky edition in honor of Halloween. Um, but let's start it off. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yep, doing good. So let's real quick jump into the big event that's going to be tomorrow morning. Um, likely this morning, if you're listening to it on Saturday, uh, UFC 267. We got two title fights, one for the interim belt between Peter Yan and uh, Corey Sandhagen. And then we got the light heavyweight um, defending champ, Jan Blachowicz versus Glover Teixeira. Um, we got a lot of great fights on the prelims, a lot of great fights on that main card. Um, what are you guys' initial thoughts on everything tomorrow? I think the, I mean, the main thing is two big names on the main card, uh, two future title probably challengers, Kamayev and Islam, Makashev, both fighting on the card. I think those two are going to steal the show to begin with. Um, all eyes are on them. That is huge. Uh, it's in Abu Dhabi. It's free. It's definitely card of the year, like I was uh, telling Jake earlier. Sam, what are your thoughts? You've kind of been doing some research on this. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's. I'm surprised that we're getting a uh, title fight for free. It's nice because we get another uh, numbered event next week um, with it coming back to the U.S. It does kind of interfere with everyone's schedules, especially with college football being on. Um, that it does, the main card starts at one o'clock central time, um, two Eastern. So, I mean, that's not the most ideal, but for everyone that has ESPN plus, which if you're a sports fan and don't have ESPN plus, I'm really not sure why you're doing it or what you're doing with your life. Um, it's free card. It really is. And the main thing about this, every single person on the main card, like every fight has huge implications in those divisions, like big implications. So even, even the Volkov Tibera fight, um, that's, you know, winner of that gets right into a contention. Islam, if he wins, he's obviously going to be getting a top five opponent. If Hooker wins, Jesus, uh, the world would go in shock. Um, Kamayev and Lee, Lee's, I believe, linked 11th. So Kamayev could get a top 10 opponent after that. Two title fights, obviously, the Algerine Sterling situation. So there's just a lot of, like, things that are going to proceed from this card. So I think we're going to stay away from our picks for today. Instead, we're just going to kind of highlight some fights. And then we'll tweet out the picks in the morning as well as put them on Instagram. Um, a fight that I love on the um, prelims, though, is going to be Andre Arlovsky. And uh, why well, can't I think of who? Yao Zong. Um, Andre Arlovsky just fought. 
yeah, Arlowski just fought two months ago. He's also a uh, contestant this year on The Ultimate Fighter. Um, so you might be a little familiar with him. For Yao Zong, he this is a make it or break it fight. This is probably the fight that decides if he's going to stay on the roster or not. So whenever you get those like that dynamic of an up and comer against the guy that possibly is fighting for his career, it usually throws for fireworks. I don't have a pick on this fight. I just think it's going to be an entertaining one to watch. Um, Amanda Hebas and uh, who she facing off against? Um, yeah, I highlighted that one. I, I just like watching it. Amanda's a she's a dog. It's fun uh, to watch. Vernon yeah, I think that's going to be high energy, um, just even based off like the embedded series that they've been releasing through the week. I mean, yep. I think they both know that that division is wide open for strawweights. Um, so, I mean, winning that fight, you're probably two or three fights away from a title shot. Absolutely. The thing with the main card is betting wise, I'm, we're not going to do a picks right now, but there's so many widespread favorites. Like this is one of those cards that, it's so many good fights because there's a lot of good fighters, but there's heavy favorites. So if you're a fan of the underdog, there's there could be good value because every single underdog on this card has very good chance to win, and they're huge underdogs. Yeah. Um. So look out for that. Uh, betting, yeah, betting wise, we'll, we'll put our picks out in the morning. Uh, fight, I'm still, I'm, I'm just excited to look for. I want to see Kamai back. This layoff in Lee. Lee's an absolute animal. If you've watched his fights, like he's he's been down bad before. Um, I'm excited to see that. And then my ma- man Dan Hooker, I want to see if he can get to Islam's chin because we've seen Islam get knocked out cold before. So, yeah. Uh, if in Hooker, if anyone's gonna do it, it'd be a guy like Dan Hooker who's in fight shape. He's been just training. Uh, I'm excited for that fight too. So for Dan Hooker, we've seen two different versions of him. We saw the version that was against wrestler Michael Chandler. Um, where he was constantly dancing around, trying to figure out his angle, trying to keep more distance just so he wouldn't get taken down. And it ended up that he ended up just gets abused by the hands because he just wasn't ready for it. And then we saw the version, um, even against Poirier, even though he lost that fight, first two rounds, he was, on, he was on top of him. Um, he, I believe on every scorecard, won both first two rounds or won the first two rounds. But he was on top of him and was just letting the hands fly. And the um, thing about this is this is a three-round fight. So if he can get to a hot start, you just never know. What Hooker needs to do is he needs to be able to trust his wrestling because he's not a poor wrestler. He's not as good as Islam, but he has to be able to trust that if he gets taken down that he can get up because he is better than a lot of these guys wrestling on the ground. He's not Kevin Holland. He's not Darren Till. Um, he is more than capable of wrestling. He just can't get stuck in this position where he knows he's going to be wrestling and then he's just not waiting for a punch. That's going to end up ruining the entire fight for him. Absolutely. And then the main event, uh, Glover Teixeira. I think we might see something that we saw with Michael Bisping. The long, legendary career. First ballot Hall of Famer regardless. But Bisping didn't get his title till like late 30s. And Glover just looks better every fight. I think. I know. And so is Jan. I mean, Jan started his career off almost getting cut from the UFC. But this is Glover's last shot. So I think he's going to absolutely bang that whole entire fight. I think that fight is going to be a brawl. I think regardless of the result, this is going to be Glover to share his last fight in the UFC. I think it's going to be retire after the fight. I think he's ready for it. He just celebrated his birthday, but he knows if he loses, he's not getting another title shot. If he wins, he finally gets that title. 
And at that point, what's the point of defending it? So I think he should at that you, at that point you defend till you lose like Bisping did. You lose, you're out. Uh, you get the title. There's too much money to make not fighting again, even if you do get knocked out. But you're not wrong about that part. But he is what 41. Yeah, 42. I think you just celebrated. 42 celebrated. So I mean, it's a pretty old age to then start defending titles. Um, it's not yeah. like he's going to be going for records, but. Then again, that light heavyweight division, there's really no one that pops out and says, like, hey, like, this guy should be fighting for a title soon. Um, Not at all. Your closest yeah. thing is if Izzy decides to just run through uh, the division and tries to go back up to light heavyweight again. Yeah, once Jones vacated, that division's just wide open. Anybody can take it. But And then we got Jan versus Sandhagen. Um, we did run a poll on – um Instagram and as of right now you and I are the only two that said Sandhagen. Um really? <laughs> everyone else has said Jan. I think it was like seven to two, so nothing crazy, but I like Sandhagen in this fight. He looked good. I, I think Styles. What do you think about it, Sam? Sorry about that. Oh yeah, was I'm just wasn't his last his last fight was against Dillashaw, right? Yeah. I thought he looked pretty good in it. I mean, personally, I thought Dillashaw won that fight, but you know. Sandhagen did look good against Dillashawning. <laughs> and I think when you're really talking about this division, you're talking about four guys at the top. Um, you're talking about Dillashaw, you're talking about Sandhagen, Jan, and then eventually when he decides to return, you're talking about Cejudo. El Jermaine, who's currently the champion, isn't even a top four fighter in this division. Here's the thing, though, with that is El Jermaine Sterling submitted Corey Sandhagen in the first round. He's still an absolute... He's yeah, a great he's, fighter. He's a top five fighter. But I think that division is with between TJ, Jan, and uh, Sandhagen. And I think stylistically, anyone can beat anybody on any, any given day. But I think the best stylistic matchup of those three is Corey Sandhagen against Peter Jan. And I think we're going to see that this week, tomorrow. I think Corey Sandhagen beats him. I think so, too. I think Sandhagen, from that Sterling fight learned a lot about himself and he improved every single time he stepped out here. I know he lost that Dillashaw fight, but there's not many people that can go five rounds with TJ Dillashaw and make it that close that it was a controversial decision that Dillashaw wins. Um, I think had the roles been reversed, we're talking about Dillashaw versus Jan for this, obviously. Um, or you're just talking about Dillashaw fighting against Aljamain and possibly ending that, that run. Um, I think Aljamain knows that he's in a lose-lose situation right now because whoever he faces next is a dog. Yep. Uh, the only thing is with having that win over Sandhagen, I know damn well he doesn't want to fight Jan again, so I'm sure he's praying for a Corey Sandhagen win. Definitely. And um, that's pretty much the only fights that I really want to talk about. Again, picks will be out tomorrow. Um, I mean, we already kind of said Sandhagen. I'm not sure I'm going to put that as my official pick. Um, but more than likely me and Hunter will be together tomorrow. So maybe we'll do some, some videos, put those out fight by fight, uh, onto the Instagram page, just so you guys can bet with us live. Um, now in honor of Halloween, uh, we did want to do what's going to be called the boogeyman of the division. So what it is going to be is a guy that's either not talked about on a losing streak or maybe outside the rankings right now. All right, welcome back. Another episode of Grounded Pound. This is episode 20, and we got a little bit of a spooky edition in honor of Halloween. Um, but let's start it off. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yep, doing good. 
So let's real quick jump into the big event that's going to be tomorrow morning, um, likely this morning, if you're listening to it on Saturday, uh, UFC 267. We got two title fights, one for the interim belt between Peter Yan and uh, Corey Sandhagen. And then we got the light heavyweight um, defending champ, Jan Blachowicz versus Glover Teixeira. Um, we got a lot of great fights on the prelims, a lot of great fights on that main card. Um, what are you guys' initial thoughts on everything tomorrow? I think the, I mean, the main thing is two big names on the main card, uh, two future title probably challengers, Kamayev and Islam, Makashev, both fighting on the card. I think those two are going to steal the show to begin with. Um, all eyes are on them. That is huge. Uh, it's in Abu Dhabi. It's free. It's definitely card of the year, like I was uh, telling Jacob earlier. Sam, what are your thoughts? You've kind of been doing some research on this. Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's. I'm surprised that we're getting a uh, title fight for free. It's nice because we get another uh, numbered event next week um, with it coming back to the U.S. It does kind of interfere with everyone's schedules, especially with college football being on, um, that it does. The main card starts at 1 o'clock Central Time, um, 2 Eastern. So, I mean, that's not the most ideal, but... For everyone that has ESPN Plus, which if you're a sports fan and don't have ESPN Plus, I'm really not sure why you're doing it or what you're doing with your life. Um, it's free card. It really is. And the main thing about this, every single person on the main card, like every fight has huge implications in those divisions, like big implications. So even even the Volkov Tibera fight, um, that's you know winner of that gets right into a contention. Islam, if he wins, he's obviously going to be getting a top five opponent. If Hooker wins, Jesus, uh, the world would go in shock. Um, Kamayev and Lee, Lee's, I believe, linked 11th. So Kamayev could get a top 10 opponent after that. Two title fights, obviously, the Algebraine Sterling situation. So there's just a lot of like things that are going to proceed from this card. So I think we're going to stay away from our picks for today. Instead, we're just going to kind of highlight some fights and then we'll tweet out the picks in the morning as well as put them on Instagram. Um, a fight that I love on the um, prelims, though, is going to be Andre Arlovsky and uh, why well, can't I think of who Yao Zong. Um, Andre Arlovsky just fought. Yeah, Arlovsky just fought two months ago. He's also a uh, contestant this year on The Ultimate Fighter. Um, so you might be a little familiar with him. For Yao Zong, he... This is a make it or break it fight. This is probably the fight that decides if he's going to stay on the roster or not. So whenever you get those, like that dynamic of an up and comer against the guy that possibly is fighting for his career, it usually throws for fireworks. I don't have a pick on this fight. I just think it's going to be an entertaining one to watch. Um, Amanda Hebas and uh, who's she facing off against? Um, yeah, I highlighted that one. I, I just like watching it. Amanda's a, she's a dog. Yeah, I think that's going to be high energy, Um, just even based off like the embedded series that they've been releasing through the week. I mean, I think they both know that that division is wide open for strawweights. So, I mean, winning that fight, you're probably two or three fights away from a title shot. Absolutely. The thing with the main card is betting wise, we're not going to do a picks right now, but there's so many widespread favorites. Like this is one of those cards that it's so many good fights. Cause there's a lot of good fighters, but there's heavy favorites. 
So if you're a fan of the underdog, there's there could be good value because every single underdog on this card has very good chance to win, and they are huge underdogs. Yeah. Um. So look out for that. Uh, betting, yeah, betting wise, we'll, we'll put our picks out in the morning. Uh, fight, I'm still, I'm, I'm just excited to look for. I want to see Kamai back. This layoff in Lee, Lee's an absolute animal. If you've watched his fights, like he's he's been down bad before. Um, I'm excited to see that. And then my man, Dan Hooker, I want to see if he can get to Islam's chin because we've seen Islam get knocked out cold before. So, yeah, uh, if in Hooker, if anyone's going to do it, it'd be a guy like Dan Hooker who's in fight shape. He's been just training. Uh, I'm excited for that fight, too. So for Dan Hooker, we've seen two different versions of him. We saw the version that was against wrestler Michael Chandler, um, where he was constantly dancing around, trying to figure out his angle, trying to keep more distance just so he wouldn't get taken down. And it ended up that he ended up just gets abused by the hands because he just wasn't ready for it. And then we saw the version, um, even against Poirier, even though he lost that fight, first two rounds, he was, on, he was on top of him. Um, he, I believe on every scorecard, won both first two rounds or won the first two rounds, but he was on top of them and was just letting the hands fly. Um, and the thing about this is this is a three round fight. So if he can get to a hot start, you just never know. What Hooker needs to do is he needs to be able to trust his wrestling because he's not a poor wrestler. He's not as good as Islam, but he has to be able to trust that if he gets taken down, that he can get up. Cause he is better than a lot of these guys are wrestling on the ground. He's not Kevin Holland. He's not Darren Till. Um, he is more than capable of wrestling. He just can't get stuck in this position where he knows he's going to be wrestling. And then he's just not waiting for a punch. That's going to end up ruining the entire fight for him. Absolutely. And then the main event, uh, Glover Teixeira. I think we might see something that we saw with Michael Bisping, the long legendary career first ballot hall of famer, regardless but Bisping didn't get his title till like late thirties and Glover just looks better every fight. I think. I know. And so is Jan. I mean, Jan started his career off almost getting cut from the UFC, but this is Glover's last shot. So I think he's going to absolutely bang that whole entire fight. I think that fight is going to be a brawl. I think regardless of the result, this is going to be Glover to share his last fight in the UFC. I think it's going to be a retire after the fight. I think he's ready for it. He just celebrated his birthday, but he knows if he loses, he's not getting another title shot. If he wins, he finally gets that title. And at that point, what's the point of defending it? So I think he should at that, you, at that point you defend till you lose like Bisping did. You lose, you're out. Uh, you get the title. There's too much money to make not fighting. And even if you do get knocked out, but you're not wrong about that part, but he is what? 41. Yeah, 42. I think you just celebrated. 42 celebrated. So, I mean, it's a pretty old age to then start defending titles. Um, it's not yeah. like he's going to be going for records. But then again, that light heavyweight division, there's really no one that pops out and says, like, hey, like, this guy should be fighting for a title soon. Um, not at all. Your closest yeah. thing is if Izzy decides to just run through uh, the division and tries to go back up to light heavyweight again. Yeah, once Jones vacated, that division's just wide open. Anybody can take it. But And then we got Jan versus Sandhagen. Um, we did run a poll on um, Instagram. And as of right now, you and I are the only two that said Sandhagen. Um, really? <laughs> everyone else has said Jan. I think it was like seven to two. So nothing crazy. But I like Sandhagen in this fight. He looked good. I, I think stylistic. What do you think about it, Sam? Sorry about that. Oh yeah, was I'm just 
wasn't his last his last fight was against Dillashaw, right? Yeah. I thought he looked pretty good in it. I mean, personally, I thought Dillashaw won that fight, but you know, Sandhagen did look good against Dillashaw. I mean. <laughs> and I think when you're really talking about this division, you're talking about four guys at the top. Um, you're talking about Dillashaw, you're talking about Sandhagen, Jan, and then eventually when he decides to return, you're talking about Cejudo. El Jermaine, who's currently the champion, isn't even a top four fighter in this division. Here's the thing, though, with that is Al Jermaine Sterling submitted Corey Sandhagen in the first round. He's still an absolute he, – he's yeah, a great he's, fighter. He's a top five fighter. But I think that division is with between TJ, Jan, and uh, Sandhagen. And I think stylistically anyone can beat anybody on any, any given day. But I think the best stylistic matchup of those three is Corey Sandhagen against Peter Jan. And I think we're going to see that this week, tomorrow. I think Corey Sandhagen beats him. I think so too. I think Sandhagen from that Sterling fight learned a lot about himself and he improved every single time he stepped out here. I know he lost that Dillashaw fight, but there's not many people that can go five rounds with TJ Dillashaw and make it that close that it was a controversial decision that Dillashaw wins. Um, I think had the roles been reversed, we're talking about Dillashaw versus Jan for this, obviously. Um, or you're just talking about Dillashaw fighting against Aljamain and possibly ending that that run. Um, I think Aljamain knows that he's in a lose-lose situation right now because whoever he faces next is a dog. Yep. Uh, the only thing is with having that win over Sandhagen, I know damn well he doesn't want to fight Jan again, so I'm sure he's praying for a Corey Sandhagen win. Definitely. And um, that's pretty much the only fights that I really want to talk about. Again, picks will be out tomorrow. Um, I mean, we already kind of said Sandhagen. I'm not sure if I'm going to put that as my official pick, um, but more than likely, me and Hunter will be together tomorrow, so maybe we'll do some some videos, put those out fight by fight uh, onto the Instagram page, just so you guys can bet with us live. Um, now, in honor of Halloween, uh, we did want to do what's going to be called the Boogeyman of the Division. So what it is going to be is a guy that's either not talked about on a losing streak, or maybe outside the rankings. Like, I dreamed into reality. Oh, that looks good. Oh, that looks lovely. This is Spinning Breakfast by Winners Only Club. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.